0: Didn't answer your question whether he's going to pony up and give me some of my money back for that. Uh, well, I don't think loss. it's
1: really Dick's responsibility to give you your money back, <laughs> since you you since you made your bets independent of any of Dick's advice or predictions.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm just uh, Dick. I'm just teasing with you, buddy. I'm teasing with Dick. There you go. <laughs> um, and real quick before you get into your topic with me, Gary Jeff, I can play the spoons. Not this morning because they're they're being repaired. So me and Dave can join that band. I knew a guy so that they
1: through. called Mister Spoons. I don't know if he was the original Mister Spoons, but this guy could play the spoons and and you'd like. You cared about it. It was that good. He was really that good
0: on Spoons. Oh, I, growing up, I remember a guy like that, yes.
1: Yeah, we had a Mr. Spoons. I wanted to ask you first, a, a news just came out yesterday because it was secret ballot in the Ohio GOP. They've endorsed Governor DeWine for reelection. Uh, just your thoughts, and do you think that he's going to have a, a challenge from not 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 necessarily from within the Republican Party, but uh, a real challenge for the office because there are many people who are very dissatisfied with Mike Dewine, his uh, his reactions to, and the restrictions of COVID, the handling of that, and uh, just some other things that that people find uh, not necessarily positive about Mike Dewine.
0: Well, on a personal basis, I'm friends with the family. Now, that, that's beside the point. I'm friends with a lot of people. I don't agree with their politics. Um, but I think he's going to have a slight challenge. But as far as going against the Democrats, I think it's going to be, of course, it's John Cranley and that uh, mayor from Dayton, oh, who nobody knew until the shooting up there. And I don't think I don't think she's qualified for anything, to be quite honest with you. So but I think in the end, he is going to prevail. And become still be governor, whether anyone likes that or not. Now, what the, what the deal is with the uh, the endorsements is that the, the Republican Party never endorsed in primaries before, much less um, th- this far out in advance, and especially like the the Senate race, because you don't want to look silly endorsing someone and then they don't make it through the primary. Let's just say the voters yeah. don't don't give them their nod.
1: So So they're pretty – the Republicans are pretty confident that DeWine is going to beat any primary challenger he might face.
0: Well, I agree. But, you know, they also did um, LaRose, and he's confident – they're confident they're going to do that too. It's just within the party, they just never – just like the local race with Smitherman and this Matt O'Neill, you know, for commissioner. They just don't like to – to endorse and especially being an independent with mr smitherman so we like to stay away from endorsements and this year uh, we're going against that and of course you know that i am pushing to go against that because i would like to endorse i think we need to to grow up a little bit and get into the real world and if we feel like the best candidate and remind everyone the best candidate is someone that should be endorsed. I don't care if they have got an I or an R in front of them. There you go. So, I think we really need to to reevaluate what we do on that. Yeah,
1: yeah and so, you're t- you're talking specifically, personally yourself about your endorsement of independent candidate, like say, for example, Chris Smitherman for county commissioner.
0: Correct. I mean, he's got experience like like nobody else has oh, yeah. in that race, of course. Against, and then we got to we got to take that seat back from Dumas who. Um, oh, God. Gotta I mean, be careful. Gets... you
1: got to be careful how you say your name, Jim. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. But, you know, <laughs> if, if she gets back in there, we have three ladies for county commissioner, and, and we got some main things coming up. you got the Bengal um, deal coming up in 2026, and they're going to start negotiating right away um and a new stadium deal which i don't think they're going to do a new stadium but to improve on this one and you have msd and you have a lot of things that need to be done and i just don't think she has done anything to prove fall to be qualified to do this tell you what and i don't know let's let's uh, let's let's,
1: let's stop it there i'm out of time for this segment let's stop it there Next Saturday, if you're free, I want to ask you about the Ohio Senate race because there are like four. That'd be great. I got a
0: lot of views on that one. All right.
1: All right. We'll talk talk next week, Jimmy.
0: Thank you.
1: Take care, bro. News just ahead, and we'll make a trip to Ripley, too, on 700-WLW. They are uncoiling and are now poised to strike.
0: This is the 630 Report. I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now, that's Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin today from Lithuania after meeting with our NATO allies about Russia's military buildup in and around Ukraine. Several prominent world leaders, including Vice President Kamala Harris, President Zelensky of Ukraine and other major NATO leaders gathered in Germany this weekend. It's the Munich Security Conference talking about the growing threat of that Russian invasion.
1: It is not too late for Russia to change course to step back from the brink, stop preparing for war, and start working for a peaceful solution.
0: The NATO security general, Stoltenberg, urges Russian officials to once again consider a diplomatic solution to this crisis. Yesterday, President Biden said this invasion appears imminent. <laughs> A Northern Kentucky Democrat is one of those leading the charge in Frankfort to legalize marijuana for both medicinal and recreational use in Kentucky. This newly proposed bill also calls for the expungement of criminal records of those convicted of marijuana-related misdemeanors. Our plan is both comprehensive and caring. It helps those who are sick. It gives a second chance to those who shouldn't have been charged. And it would put Kentucky almost overnight at the epicenter of a multi billion dollar business. Representative Rachel Roberts of Newport says the state could generate $100 million annually in new tax revenue. I'm Rick Uchino, News Radio 700, WLW.
1: 53 by tomorrow afternoon and up to 62 on Monday with sunshine. It's 30. And here's Austin Elmore. 700 WLW Sports. No good news out of baseball yet as the Major League Baseball Players Association and the league are continuing to negotiate a new collective bargaining agreement. The two sides met briefly earlier this week, only for about 15 minutes, and they are expected to meet more frequently next week. But spring training games have been postponed. They will start no earlier than Saturday, March 5th. Austin Elmore, 700 WLW Sports.
2: The Nutrisystem.com slash now. Oh, no, I'm out in San Francisco. It's oh, okay. Out
1: here. All right. Fantastic. So, what's on your mind this morning?
2: Well, I was going to ask I heard you talking about the governor's race. And uh, you know, are you familiar with what's called the social contract?
1: It oh, sounds ominous.
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's how America got rid of its king. Right, you know, 1776. Yeah. The, the the kings were running around claiming that God put them in charge of us, that we couldn't decide for ourselves that we needed a king to run our lives. Yes. And so we said, uh, screw that. And the social contract was basically, uh, you know, a proof that kings were phonies. And, you know, they were hogging all the tax money dragging it over to london they didn't reinvest in america uh, they were just partying with the taxes
1: no right? well, hold on hold on david are, are you talking about the kings of the old world or are you talking about your governor gavin newsom
2: well the social contract goes from everybody from to- dog catch where you ignore the money and deal with the problem so you don't fill up your pockets with gold if you're in a flood well the, the- you don't the,
1: pand- the pandemic and the react- reaction to it by politicians who imposed sanctions, mandates, and restrictions was all about money from the very beginning, David. wasn't about the illness. Sorry. Let's go to Steve from Etna, Ohio with news of the week. How are you doing, Steve?
3: I'm doing fine, sir. Um, this week we lost uh, one of our really fun guys, P.J. O'Rourke a uh, libertarian genius, genius. Oh, yes oh my god skewering government and the people who run government using research and a lot of humor combined uh i'm looking at his book right now parliament of whores that was one of the many books that he wrote and in the chapter <laughs> on the federal budget folks this is a 30 years old this book you read it and and you You look around today at what they're doing in Washington, D.C., and you say, wow, why didn't more people listen to this guy? Um, He was educated here in Ohio at a university and then went to Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. Uh, (laughs) Here's one of his typical quips. Giving money and power to government is like giving whiskey and car keys to teenage boys. He also said, if you think that health care is expensive now, wait till it's free. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and in Parliament of Whores, <laughs> this chapter on the federal budget uh, is just absolutely chock full of, of just beautiful stuff and a lot of humor, including this. He's talking about how to pair the uh, federal budget down to where it actually can be balanced. I know that's a shocking idea. He says, to which I apply O'Rourke's circumcision precept. You can take ten percent off the top of anything. Um, so much for PJ O'Rourke. Love you, guy. He was seventy-four years old. Yeah. Uh, if we have time now. I have plenty <laughs> the of time. Trudeaus. The Trudeau's in Canada.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> what a family. Justine what, what Justine Castro. Justine Castro. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Unbelievable.
3: Well, anyway. This week, uh, Trudeau, who was way over the top, uh, was asked uh, in Parliament to tone down the slander of the right, labeling all of them Nazis. The critic was conservative Member of Parliament Melissa Lantzman. Why does she object to this? Well, because she's Jewish and really doesn't like to be called a Nazi. She asked for an <laughs> apology and, of course, didn't get one. Uh, Pierre Trudeau. Justin's old man, and the former prime minister up there, once took Justin to Russia, does this sound like Bolshevik Bernie Sanders, and declared to Junior as they looked over the frozen tundra, this is the future. Back in this hemisphere, it's rumored that Margaret, that's Pierre's open marriage wife, and Justin's not-so-stay-at-home mom, (laughs) once had an affair with Fidel Castro. Both were famous, uh, I'm talking about the Trudeaus, we know about Castro, for loving communism and other folks' spouses. Uh, favorite Canadian urban legend these days, that Justin is actually Castro's son. I've heard it. You can go on the Internet. You can go on the Internet and you actually see their pictures side by side. And if you put that crazy beard uh, you know, on Justin, you go, wow.
1: It's uncanny. Maybe.
3: They make the Clintons look like Ozzie and Harriet. By the way, Justin and his wife Sophie are separated, quote-unquote, but illogically they are still living together, defining terms never a strong suit on the left. Here's a bulletin, Gary Jip. I just picked this up last night. Intelligence Committee member back here in Washington, Eric Swalwell, <laughs> wants Britney Spears to address Congress. You know, Eric, you're so much fun. I want Eric to give us the address of that cute Chinese spy. Come on, Eric. Oh, Cough it up. The
1: fang-fang banger, <laughs> Eric Swalwell.
3: Take, take care of yourself.
1: All right, you too. It's almost as funny as a guy calling from San Francisco and uh, insisting he knows what good governance is. I mean, he, he may, but then he would be hightailing it out of there. Uh, 652-700-WLW. This morning at 9, Mike Allen listens, comments, listens some more, comments again, yada, yada, yada. This morning at 9 on 700-WLW. If the social contract was what we signed in 1776 to free us from the tyranny of King George or monarchs in general, The founders also knew that it could happen here with elected officials, and it has. That's the problem. They have not proved that they are good stewards of the taxpayers' money. Their restrictions and treating human beings free Americans. And by the way, freedom is not a dirty word. It's not a racist word. It means your individual liberty, the power of self-government. To me, that's freedom. Not free stuff. Freedom. Dummy. Um, but when elected officials act like kings, like many people claim, Mike Dewine did at the height of the pandemic, like Governor Bashir, the the man I've called the boy dictator throughout this entire odyssey, um, like Gavin Newsom, like these other governors who just recently decided to drop the mask mandates and all the rest, because well. The polls show those aren't popular with people. These people are all about obtaining and holding on to power. The same way a king would. The same way Justin Trudeau has behaved in Canada. Instead of engaging in a dialect in a conversation, you call people names that aren't true to vilify them. Because they are closing in on you. They are threatening your power. And that's what you know, that's what you love, that's what you care about, not the people you represent. So the social contract, I guess maybe this is what David was getting after. The social contract in America has been broken by the people we've entrusted our government to. And if you trust them or or, or just say randomly without any evidence whatsoever. Well, they're just doing what's best for us. Well, that's not their job. They're supposed to do what we tell them to do because they work for us, not the other way around. We are not serfs to their kings. No, I really miss Donald Trump, I really do. Every time I pass by a gas pump, somebody sent me a meme this week and said, President's Day is canceled until we find one. And even the Democrats... I mean, especially the Democrats, talk about rats jumping off a sinking ship with Joe Biden. As the poll numbers continue to sink lower and lower and lower, uh, they're scrambling to figure out who they're going to run. And yes, the, the wicked witch of Chappaqua's name was brought back up again, Hillary Clinton, this past week. It's insane. No, the social contract has been broken. Our system works fine without corruption. That's why it's not working now. Talk to Steve Schulte after the news at 7 o'clock. 700 WLW.